0: Episode 39 of Gaming and BS, sponsored by DarkTheater.net, home of the Character Folio. Welcome to Gaming and BS. This is a podcast where we talk about role playing games and other miscellaneous topics of geekery. I am your host, Sean.
1: I'm Brett, the other guy. Welcome back, folks.
0: Thanks for joining us. Announcements, let's dive into them. Uh, I've got a couple. Brett might know about them and he may not know about them.
1: Well, as always, I love to be surprised, so hit me with it. That's
0: how we roll. I even keep Brett on his toes. Gary Khan Podcast Seminar in the Making, featuring Drink Spin Run, Dind Game Society. And gaming and BS.
1: What? 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 What's yeah. that now?
0: Yeah. Sounds like
1: I need to get my ass to GaryCon this next year.
0: Oh, GaryCon, yes, um, yeah. So Chad Parrish from Dead Game Society pinged me and said, "Hey, would you be interested in holding a podcast seminar at GaryCon in 2016?" And I said, "Sure, count me in," because I'm usually there. That's usually one of my go-to. And uh, he said, "Hey, if you know anybody else, let me know." And I said, "Yeah, you can." talk to adam Muskevitz from i'll Drake's tell you what ben man run.
1: if we do gary Khan, if we take um if we can get phil and uh mr Sneezak from misdirected mark we might be able to get the misdirected mark boys in on this event so when they hear this so probably it will be the first time i've thrown it at them but boys i think we uh we might have something to, to chat about coming for next year so gary are you going to be there I think I'm going to have to be. I mean, if you've got us on there, I can't have you representing us without me, because I, I know what happens when you're out, left off the leash, man.
0: Hear that bus. Here comes that bus. <laughs> Throw bread under that bus.
1: Yeah, I was doing pretty good until that Blazinski guy showed up. He kind of sucks.
0: <laughs> cool, though. I like it. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, there's talks of who's going to cover what, and uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue. And on top of that, even though I don't think it ha- have it in die roll, <clears throat> Gary Khan's moving to a bigger venue in Lake of Geneva.
1: Yeah, I threw that in uh, in die roll as well, actually. Whoops. Uh, I spoiled That's okay. It. Spoiler.
0: Spoiler. Something to come. Um, and the other announcement upcoming interview with Josh Hoyt from Game Josh Hoyt is an individual that covers all the events for Game Hole Con. And if you don't know what GameholeCon, go to GameholeCon.com. They're a local Madison – excuse me – a con here in Madison, tabletop gaming convention that brings in a lot of top-notch speakers and industry folks, um, and they really emphasize doing it the right way. And they have all their guests, which include Peter Atkinson.
1: Steve Jackson. Steve Jackson. I think Jen Page is in there now. Is she now? She, I think she might be. So if you're Ed, Green, Ed Greenwood, Ed, you know health providing, you know.
0: Ed Greenwood is tentative because he's gets his his s- wife, significant other, has some health issues. But I know we, he's been there before and he wants to go there and he endorses him heavily. Frank Metzner. Yep. So all those guys are going to. I mean, there's a list and we're missing a ton of them. But the thing is about Gamehole is they make those people available, be available they don't get well, they,
1: to, and they and they run a game too.
0: And they run games. And they're not to go to their hotel and sit around the whole weekend in their hotel room or do a seminar and then retire to the hotel room and kind of disappear. They're out and about and talking to people so it's really neat. And it's their third one? Second, third. Yeah, third one. Third year. I'm missing. And they're in a bigger venue and they're touting the largest exhibit hall in the Midwest next to Gen Con. Yeah, I don't know about big. Origins though. Origins is pretty big too, aren't they?
1: Well, do they have an? Exhibit I don't know. At all? I don't know. We well, might have to get. I think uh, Victor Wyatt went to Origins, and perhaps a couple of the listeners would like to hear. I mean, I, I see some posts up from Victor and a few other guys, so it'd be kind of cool to see what they have to say.
0: Yeah. All right, let's go into uh, uh, or here. Uh, uh, random encounter. Yeah, random encounter. So, so random encounters where we feel emails, voicemails, social media comments, uh et cetera from listeners of the show. Number one, Nathan Panke. Nathan, uh comments on episode thirty R thirty R eight. Thirty eight, which is regarding OS. I
1: thought I was tired. OSR. I got an audio like, Man, Brad, you sure look tired, man. You look seem a lot of it and
0: I'm working with a zombie. Brett's like over there like, I guess we'll get on with it. Brett, are you there? I'm so tired.
1: All right. What's Nathan got to say?
0: He writes, so here's a post from April 2014. Thanks in part to the OGL, we have a completely modular game like Lego You can take set pieces from the line and piece them together interchangeably with little to no extra rules. So there is a post. I'll put the link in there. I haven't inspected the post specifically to investigate when Nathan's um, regarding. But my guess is that in regards to OSR, he's talking about here is a, you know, if you're familiar with WordPress, there's kind of the WordPress blog and then there's plugins that you can take that give you extra features so I'm guessing that he's kind of touching on that where it's, hey, you want to do this, grab this piece. You want to do that, grab this piece, and then kind of put it in there. I don't know. But thank you. Ha- if
1: you will, hack ready or yeah. modular. I mean, there's, there's some cool sexiness about that, so definitely.
0: So check that out. Thanks uh, for writing in or commenting, Nathan. Yes, and, sir. And happy anniversary to you. I saw you had an anniversary in. Oh, that's right, you did. Yes,
1: absolutely, happy anniversary, sir. Seven
0: years. Um, Mm -hmm. Phil Vecchione from Misdirected Mark Fame episode regarding episode thirty-eight. He writes, "I finished the OSR episode while mowing." Moving, moving the lawn yesterday.
1: Moving, yes, he
0: moved the lawn. I I cannot differentiate my W's and my V's in sentences. Well,
1: Phil is a powerful man, not only as a writer, but as a human being. He could easily have picked the lawn up and moved it to another
0: location. I would not put it by him. I don't doubt it. Good stuff. I have always found the printer. God damn it. Primer? Jesus. I have always found the primer for old school gaming to do a good job of explaining what the OSR is about. As for games, I am less interested in playing older games even if they are repackaged and I would rather play some of the old school inspired games like Torchbearer or DCC which is Dungeon Crawl Classics. Brett, what metal recommendations do you have? Where do you stand on Manowar and Sabaton? Just want to get a feel for your metal preferences.
1: Well, so just so that people are aware, the old school, the primer for old school gaming. I mentioned this in uh, episode 38. It's by Matthew J. Finch and myth games. So I think it's on, I think you can grab it from drive through and a few other places, but that's what we're talking about there. Um, I think I'm kind of, I talked about this last time and a few other people, Victor, Roger, and I got in a little back and forth in the Google plus community. And I think I am in that space where some of those, uh, inspired versus repackaged is kind of is a cool thing i I really do i really do like that so from a metal perspective i I did answer phil on the google pluses and man of war i have not listened to those guys a long time so i'm gonna have to get a step up and uh refresh myself there i think joe swick helped me out and put a link up to like every man of war tune ever i had not i have not listened to sabaton so i'll have to give that a shot so far, Mr. Vecchuen has not steered me wrong on many things, so I will be more than willing to try this.
0: There you have it. Thanks for writing in, Phil, for Misdirected Mark Podcast. Give those guys a listen. They're just a shy, just a, just a hair. We are a hair better than them. Just a the hair. <laughs> just a hair. Just, just a hair. Just yes, the <laughs> hair. Just saying. So if you like us, you'll probably like them. Oh, absolutely. But probably just a hair less.
1: Just a hair less. Yes.
0: I'm just kidding, those guys. (laughs) Gotta raz those guys. That's what we do. We
1: gotta. It's good stuff.
0: That's right. All right, let's go to our sponsor. Michael Althauser, a friend of the show and sponsor, is the gamer behind the awesome dice bags available at grayedout.etsy.com.
1: Yeah, I've got four of these awesome bags. These are stand-up bags, dual drawstring, tough as nails, he can do custom work. He's got a ton of things in his shop, custom colors, you name it, he can pull it off for you.
0: Be sure to mention gaming NBS for a ten percent discount when you place your order at the website Gray That's G-R-E-Y-E-D O-U-T. Etsy dot com. All right. So if you've listened to our show, you know that this is the time for Brett to unveil. The topic O oh, discussion. Oh, you're on mute, dude. You're on mute. He, you're on mute. No sound.
1: I know. I'm sorry. I'm just. I was so giddy there. He's, I look
0: over there, and Brett's going. I'm just, like, just his talking. mouth. This his is, mouth's moving and no sound, and he's keeping going. I'm like, dude, I can't hear. I can't. I can't hear you. And he keeps going. And he's like all excited. I'm like, still no sound, buddy. Ah,
1: uh, see, I am definitely tired.
0: Holy cow, man! Take a five-hour energy. Something. My she's goodness, probably, you're probably tired, and then you probably drank two beers. And then that'll
1: like... Well, I wouldn't say two beers
0: put you on your ass.
1: I'd say I'd say three in this brandy, but hey, who's counting? Anyway, so topic. So what I wanted to talk about today was Sean's been giving me shit about my gaming group, and what? he and I've had this back and forth before around you know kind of knowing your group, long-standing groups versus shorter ones. Sean, I think you've told me some of the guys you're gaming with now. Some of them you've gamed with for a very long time, but I think the bulk of the folks that you're gaming with you have not gamed with or even known as friends or acquaintances for more than a few years. Perhaps I'm I'm wrong on that, but I think you've your groups are you've got more gaming groups than I do and uh, made up of different different folks. I think there's some pretty good – there's some cool stuff that comes with both sides, having that single long-standing group that you're usually with. That's your kind of your go-to group. And there's also something really cool about – because I see what Sean has. He's got two or three different gaming groups that either he's in, playing, or running for and uh, gives you more uh, exposure and different people and so forth. So I kind of figured I'd talk through that. So, Sean, how many gaming groups are you in or – a part of at this point.
0: I am in two games right now. As it stands, I am running one game, which Brett is a part of, and I am playing in another one currently.
1: Okay. But you have, when I think you and I first started talking about this, I think you had like three, didn't you?
0: Well, yeah, there's a, there's a group that I, it's hard to, you know, it's hard to call them a gaming group. Cause we'd never meet. <laughs> So okay. I think he kind of like alright let's qualify this a gaming group is a group of folks that get together and game that get together part is missing from, from one one
1: like <laughs> the group of gamers that just never quite pull it off yeah
0: um, so here's the difference between Brett and I uh, and I think I can maybe this may miss maybe putting it out there and Brett can correct me but I think I've probably gamed more consistently with more different people than Brett has. Let me think.
1: That's possible. I don't know.
0: Now, I'll tell you how or why. Because the two groups I'm in now, um, one I formed, and the other one is one I formed as well. And they're, I always end up running into the ones that I form holistically uh none of the players know more than usually one other person, okay, hmm. and in the one that Brett is probably referring to, like the third one that I kind of bring up on occasion are the guys that I actually grew up with in the old neighborhood since we were like five years old, and we all game, but the problem with that group is it's not consistent and it and it's you know we we kind of have to have everybody. Available and somebody really, really has to drive home. Hey, let's play and really push the effort to make it happen. And nobody's really done that recently. And so, one of, and one of the reasons it, is just schedules aren't aligning, and sure. and sometimes we act like yeah, silly bitches and <laughs> get like catty and well, you know, he's kind of pissing me off and I don't want to deal with his bullshit and blah, 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 blah. So okay. that kind of lays out there until we all come together and confront it all. And then it's aired out and then we then we end up playing, but somebody has to push that. So that's a game group I've had who actually originally got me into gaming when I was like 10, 12, 13. Um, they're still good buddies of mine. I've known them for over 36 years. But... You know, we they, two of the one of the those guys was actually in my Friday group, who Brett is now a part of, but Brett has not gamed with him because they he's not able to make they it. They never show up and they never confirm the date, so I I booted him kind of yeah. inadvertently. You know, I took him out of the community. So Jeff, if you're listening to this, surprise, but um, you know, and I don't think it's a big shocker because I told him, look, here's the deal: I need you guys to be a part of the Google Plus kind of ecosystem, because that's where I post everything. That's where we put the dates out there. That's where I need people to RSVP. And if you're not willing to do that, that's cool, but that's what this group is going to be about. So We've talked about that,
1: the ground rules for how you communicate and how you organize. So I think if I look back on my group over 20 years with me as the main game master, um, I have had probably 25 maybe 30 different players coming and going over those 20 years.
0: Well, that's pretty good.
1: Now, some of them have been in for a bit because we would have it and in college, right? We would have a couple of people kind of phase in and then phase out. I had a girl I was dating when I started the gaming group. Kat was involved. We broke up. She phased out. <clears throat> I had another couple of guys in. I move, they move, things change. So I've had a lot of different people cycling in and out, which did make – For some pretty good uh, constant refresh dynamics within the group. But right now, I mean, if I look back on it, the core of what I have, everybody with me currently, I think, yeah, everybody's eh, 90% of them are in the, you know, 10 plus years of gaming with me, you know, within that 20 year timeframe, most of them have been there at least, well, shit, I'd say 75% of that 20 year plus years. I mean, they've been there through most of it, so those who have come and gone have kind of gone, and the rest of them who really wanted to stick it out and have the dedication to it keep showing up.
0: It would have been interesting to do it like a tree, like a family tree of gaming to kind of figure out what that looks like because to what Brett is talking about, I've probably had, since I got back into gaming in like 2004, so it's I it had a pretty big gap. But coming back into gaming in two thousand four, I've hit it pretty hard. Uh, and I say pretty hard as in immersing myself in the industry and playing and going to cons and you know, meeting people like Brett and doing this podcast. So since I've done that, I've probably had at least one, two, three, four game groups. And I've had members kind of cross over, but not not very many. Like literally in Docs game. You know, I never played with any of those guys um, before what we have now. And we've had a guy go and we've had guys come. And then same with the one I run on Friday nights, right? So that's you and Kevin, Austin, and now Steve will be joining, right?
1: What's kind of funny is that Kevin, Austin, and I have gamed together longer than you've gamed with any of us (laughs) from an at-the-table perspective. Yeah, I started playing with Kevin off and on back when I was with my ex-wife, which is like 15 years ago, I think I met Kevin. Long, long time back. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. So, I guess there's, because we're chatting through this, you know, I, I look at one, one of the cool parts, and I love my gaming group. I really do. I brag them up all the time. And part of it is, is that as a longstanding group, we know each other really well. We are friends outside of the gaming group. If somebody says, hey, Lenny calls me and says, dude, I need you to help me move. Could you do this? Could you watch my dog? Whatever the case is, we're going to pack up and go help. We do this stuff. I go – I've been deer hunting with Lenny. I go up to Zabe's place, hang out, um, play board games, help him do different things. We've – when my buddy JR was moving out of one house into the other, the other guys took time off work. Go help him do stuff. We help people build swimming pools in their backyards, all this stuff. We're buds. We, we've we been friends for a long, long time. Been to a lot of weddings with each other <coughs> for either first or second marriages, depending on where we're at. But it's pretty tight-knit, and there's a cool – the cool piece of that for me is that the communication aspect of it, for whatever reason, tends to be simpler. Now, this is, again, when things are going well. And I don't have a conflict. We can talk about the conf- conflicts in a, in a little bit here. But – Generally speaking, I throw out uh, – I say, hey, guys, I'm going to be in a Google Plus community or back in the day it was only email. What's your email address? Answer the goddamn email or you won't know what's going on. So we had a method. We get in there. And everyone who's in it and in it for the long haul like this, 20-plus years or 15-plus or what, however long those folks have been with me, um, they're really dedicated. We say it's this, it's this Saturday of the month. We're getting together. It's going to be a Lenny's Place this time. Everybody show up at – 4 o'clock early start, the game starts promptly, at, or quote-unquote promptly at 5, and we go till you know, 11 to midnight. Okay, great. So everybody shows up, and they're there to game. <laughs> yeah, we get our breaks, and we bullshit. Somebody has to step outside for smoke, and we want to talk about the latest movie or something else that's going on or some bullshit at work. But everybody's very dedicated, and we know what everybody likes to do. So if I want to bring something new to the table, I could say, hey, I really want to try – this wacky thing or this this game, I think, is totally different. You know, if, if I were to take you know, harkening back to another episode we had, um, and say, "Hey, I'm going to bring Pendragon out there," a couple people in the group may go, "Eh, you know, I don't necessarily know," but you know what? I'll do this because Brett and Jr. and Zave think it would be fun. I'll do it for those guys because we're all friends. We'll step in and do that. So there's that aspect of having a long-standing group, knowing everybody really well, very intimately, can be, I think, a big boon. And helping to figure things out. If it's a really good, I think I'm very fortunate. I have a very good group and that we all actually get along. And from a conflict perspective, tends to be pretty minimal. We don't have a lot of um, assholes, you know, who don't get along with somebody or so-and-so upset somebody at the gaming table or pissed them off outside of the game. We just, we don't get a lot of that. It happens occasionally, but not very often. Sean, I'm assuming since you blow through gamers like Kleenex, you just you just piss it. Everyone finally gets to know you and bails. Is that what happens? Maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe. I, I don't know. That's possible. I, they don't fill out the survey when I send it to them.
1: They don't fill out the survey. <laughs> so kind of like, that's an exit interview. It's an HR exit interview. It's exactly process.
0: it. I need some feedback to find out what went wrong. Dead air. Then it's then it's this. Uh,
1: hello, am I doing okay? Anybody? So, Sean, if you were if I were to say, "Hey Sean, look, dude, you could have would you do you want a group like that? Do you want a group that's been together for 20 years where it's solid? I mean, does it it seems to me like it's this really cool holy grail thing within the gaming world that I've got this thing. I'm really super happy about it and I, you know, work with the guys to make sure that we maintain it and all that stuff, but is that something you you as a gamer care about? Do you want that or do you like, "Yeah, well, good for you, but I don't need it."
0: Uh, hmm, that is, that is an interesting question, Brett, because I don't know. I don't know if I want the 20 or 10 or 20 year gaming group and it relatively be the same because I like to, I like to spice it up, Brett.
1: Well, I'm not talking about same from a game perspective, but the players. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you Oh, you like to spice up even with players. Yeah. Oh yeah. So at a certain point you'll get bored of me. And there'll be Sean and somebody else in this podcast. That's what's going to happen. That's you prepping me right now. Well, if this no, is the, is this? A, are you breaking up with me? Is that what's happening right
0: now? This, I'm ready for this. Get a grip, dude. Get a hold of yourself. <laughs> Told you I was tired. To be all right. <laughs> anyway. uh, no, I don't know. Hey, what we have here is different. <laughs> what We have here is different. Got it. Um, I uh, I I think that um, I think dynamics in-game groups for me personally um, can change a little bit. So if I were to be a member of um, Doc's game as a player and Doc was the only DM forever, unless he is super dynamic, super crazy nutty, kind of like every week it was just I'm going to go to Doc's game and who knows what the hell's going to happen. And that is going to be a positive outcome. Right, that's it's a an enthusiastic, optimistic feeling. Then I could see being in that group or part of what Doc offers forever. And I'm not saying that he's not like that by any means. But what I am saying is that I I have been a member of different game groups, and I'm just like, you know what, I'm gonna bail. Talk to you guys later, and then I'll go and I'll either start one myself because I'll run a game, and I'll you know. Corral some players or you know, something will change. So maybe like in Doc's game, Doc doesn't DM forever. So he stops and says, Okay, I'm gonna finish and wrap up, and then somebody else takes the reins. And I'm like, okay, great. And it might be a different game or it might be the same game, but a different story, different characters. So my it's kind of interesting some of the things that I've had come together for game groups. Like I said, there's game groups where I, I have everybody at the table and literally they only know one other person at the table. So it's like,
1: it's like a mini con game. Practically. Peter
0: right? knows Mark. Roger knows nobody. Um, who else? Joe knows me. Peter knows me. Let's see. So I guess they all kind of know, you know, one of, a few of them know me more, yeah. you know, but across the table, as far as players go, you know, Jeff knows me, but he doesn't know Peter. He doesn't know Joe. He doesn't know Roger. He doesn't know any of those guys. Interesting. And the one thing that I take great pride in, personally, is I am a pretty good judge of character. And it's probably because my profession is a recruiter, believe it or not. We could talk about like, you know, we talked about how kind of like, hey, you know, your job or real life, how does that cross yep. over? But I think just... Growing up, I wasn't the guy who was a jock. I wasn't the guy that was a nerd. I wasn't the guy that was in that group or this group. I was the guy that was across all of them. So when I do gaming, and somebody wants to join our game, if I know they're not going to gel, it, I don't have them in the game. I don't. They're not probably a friend of mine, honestly. Like if you know, um, or I keep them separate. But like with Steve joining, right? I know Steve, Brett, you've met Steve briefly. You know, yep. we've had lunch.
1: Yep. Seemed like a good dude.
0: He's not going to rub I know his personality is not, he doesn't have an ego. He's not, um, I need the spotlight all the time. He's got a decent sense of humor, so he's not going to get offended at something somebody says. So I take that and go, okay, how's Brett? How's Kevin? How's Austin? And, oh, he'll fit in just fine. Or how, how's Jim? I keep leaving Jim out. How's Jim? Fine. So- it'll be a fine. It'll be a good group. Nobody's going to get ticked <clears throat> off. And I just know that's going to happen. And it's happened in the past. Um, and I've had, as a matter of fact, one group that I've ga- that I gamed with and I kind of brought together, they're still playing. They're just playing without me.
1: <laughs> I recruited uh, a, I recruited a group that doesn't need me anymore.
0: Something to be said about that, I guess.
1: You know, honest in my group, <clears throat> one of the things we did is, is it's we, I, we referred to it yeah, ugh, here. I'm just grunting into the mic, but we referred to it as our auditing process. Basically, if you want a game with our group because we've been doing this for a while, and sometimes somebody, like, hey, I met this person, they're an old friend of mine, they're a gamer. I think they'll fit you. Basically, if you will, somebody says, Look, I'm sponsoring this dude, for lack of a better phrase. You know, Kevin will say, Hey, I think, you know, I right. like Austin to watch, or Lenny will say, Hey, I got, I know this guy, Kevin, I think he'd be great at it. So he shows up, and usually what we do is say, "You show up and kind of watch a game you can i'll maybe give an n p c to play or something to do, but because i've got eight nine folks and it's pretty intense and we're gonna start we're gonna game for eight hours. people you know back in the day it was easier to do it when you did when you met every week you know <clears throat> but even now when someone comes in, if they don't sit on the sidelines and quote unquote audit the 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 class, if you will." You know, They get a character or something to do so that they can begin to interact, and then the group comes back to me, and I've had them tell me um, she can't play or he can't play. Oh. That guy, he's not going to fit. Um, I'm really sorry. No. Okay. And depending on who's saying no and what with what strength they have, I might ask them some probing questions, and sometimes, I mean, if JR looks at me and goes, fuck no. That means no. That means Jr. can find no redeeming qualities about this individual, does not want him at the table, and he might walk if I keep this person there. Okay, I get it. Well, it's, So the, yeah. it's because the group has been together, gels really well. We know each other. We're not adverse. Austin is one of the newer players. Actually, Chad is the newest player in my group. He Chad just joined C- a couple C-Knight. years Chad K'Night. Chad K'Night, yes.
0: K'Night's been on <clears> the show before.
1: Yeah, so Chad comes in. <coughs> and kind of sorts out where he's going to fit, feeling different pieces out. And the group's like, "No, he's doing well. I think he'll fit in. This is good. This is good. We can we can keep working with him. This is great." And it's not <laughs> it's a bit not a hazing per se. <coughs> Excuse me, but the group wants to make sure. Look, we do this all the time. And the biggest piece I think that in a long-standing group you have to have is dedication to the game. Whatever that game is if you're going to play, you better fucking show up to play. If you show up for social hour, you show up to get drunk, you show up because you just want to get away from your wife or you just want to bitch about work and that's all you want to do, you are not welcome at the table. We're here to game and this is where we're here. You know, we take it very, very seriously. It's, this is a big hobby for us. We dump a lot of time and money and effort and energy into this. You better show up to game. Otherwise, not fucking happening.
0: So just for the record, Brett has not asked me to game.
1: I have to, I did so, yeah, I've did. invited you, once. And you refused to show up.
0: What do you Last mean refused?
1: Year? Last year I said, dude, you should come up, and you're like, oh, I can't.
0: Oh, that was like that one weekend, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't come oh, up. And then after that, Brett shut that. me down. He's like, I gave him his one fucking shot, that's what it was. It was, pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay, well, at least that's out on the table. <laughs> nice. It's been itching away at me for like a year. It has it. <laughs> like, dude, you well, know, hey, come on part up. Part of the you know? problem, though.
1: My gaming group is up in Wausau, so that's three hours north of my house. So it's a weekend event. And based on, you know, depending who's got what going on, it can be a bit of a drive. My friends Seth and Tabby live in Racine, and they've had to bail for the last couple years because they can't make it to the game on a regular basis.
0: And so, and and totally understandable. So I have a question, and this is going to be odd because you're going to be speaking upon those two, but how come they don't find something local? I don't know. Okay.
1: I honestly don't. I've you mentioned might not, that.
0: Yeah, you might not be able to answer that, so
1: <clears throat> I really I really can't. I don't know what Seth and Tabby have or have not been looking into there. Now <clears throat> that said, one of the things I've started to do more and more with with my group is like, look, dude, if you can't make it when I'm gaming, all right, Lenny runs a game um, usually once a month. I run a game once a month up there. If I can't make one and you um, say you're in the game. Sean can only make one, or he can't make any, but he could get up on this other weekend. <coughs> the group is not adverse to being splintered into different areas. I've got guys like Zave that live up there. Alpha, Jr., Lenny got a bunch of um, dudes who are local. The bulk of them are all local to the Wasa area. So because of that, if you're able to get up there in game and Beta, Alpha, Zave, and Jr. are good to go, go play. You don't. We don't feel any. Um, you haven't betrayed the big game. You, oh, you're playing outside of Brett's campaign. Oh, it's not a sanction. There's none of that shit. If yeah. you want to get together and play, go ahead and play. Yeah. So we're looking at ourselves almost like a club. <laughs> I think at this point, we jokingly call ourselves, you know, Seeker Society of Gamers, right? <laughs>
0: but the ooh. point is, ooh.
1: But it's like a gaming club at this stage where there's 11 members. You're free to play. Go ahead. Pull people in. zave has got his rolemaster thing going on. He's playing with Chad. And a couple other folks that Chad knows and that Zave has met. There's no worries with that. The cool part, though, is that we have enough po- folks in our group that love the game. Enough people local, like Chad and Zave and Alpha and Beta and so on, that if they want to do something, when the rest of us can't, go for it. So who, who plays? Uh, that's,
0: who plays the most out of all those guys? Zave. He's he's like I game all the time. Whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. I know, I know his kind of background a little bit. Yeah. So that's nice. I was just curious if, if he like, because well, there's some people. Zave that is I know. on
1: medical. Zave, Zave is on medical disability, so there's only so much that Zave can physically do outside the house, right? He is you know with, with the with, with the medical condition. So the point is, though, is that he's got the time, and he's more than willing <coughs> to make the time for anybody else who's available. Someone's ready on Monday. He'll go game. Yeah. He lo- he's, he's a gamer to the core. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I know, JR, I know some people that got
1: the, shift work and they, depends where shift yeah. is. He'll get, come in.
0: Yeah. I know some people that they game every, you know, almost every day of the week or night of the week. You know, that's just, they, they do that. And They have a spouse that's, a, that does the same thing with them. Like they're doing, you know, I'm like, man,
1: that's crazy. that's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. And I, so I think for me, having my longstanding group, the thing I love about it is that, <coughs> excuse me, I've, I've built up this this club over here, these past 24 years.
0: Here we go. <laughs> this is how this is how great they are. All you got, they, they all better listen to this goddamn show too, Brett. Well, they do. They do. All of them? Me. All of them. I all think
1: right. so. All right. Anyway, so it's this club of, of men and women that are really good gamers. They have a lot of fun together. And- they want to play. So whomever can make it, we, you know, hook up and go. The the downside for maintaining a group is the maintenance effort in it. So to keep that long-standing group for 20 plus years, that's mostly me. Right? I'm the guy that makes sure that who scheduled what, what's going on where, what's happening here. Hey, have you talked to so-and-so? Did you get a hold of JR? Have you talked to Zave yet? Have you done this? And so when Lenny's running a game and he's got his Google Plus community up, he'll put up a little (coughs) excuse me, a little something that comes up um, what do I want to say? A survey that says, Hey, when can you play next? This day, this day, or this day. Boom, 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 we pick it. Great, it's out there. Has someone talked to JR? I know he's on third shift right now. He might not get on the on the internets in time. Someone get a hold of him and make sure he knows. Great. So to make it work, (coughs) excuse me again, you've got to put a lot of effort into maintaining that. And it's not just I, kind of egotistical to say it's just me, but when you're the game master for whatever that is, most of the people, all the entire group, is pretty much welcome to play in Brett's game whenever, right? So what happens then is, (coughs) damn it, we're that's like the core event. So I have to make sure who can make it, who can't, you know, and giving them the Google Plus pages and all that other stuff to make sure they've got what they need. but the players then, because they're dedicated enough, check in and say, much like you're doing, Sean, like, hey, look, here, here's the thing. Are you going to make it Friday or not? There's the yes, no, maybes. <clears throat> and everybody goes in and says, yes, I'm going to make it. No, I can't. Hey, I could. Could we move it a different day? And the players that are dedicated step in and they want to keep that game group going. So they step up and say, I can make it. I can't. So. Scheduling should potentially be easier because you know everybody and you know what shifts are working or what their job is. But uh, it just it takes time and it takes some effort to go back and forth and figure it out. We've tried over the years to say, hey, we're always going to play last Saturday of every month is Brett's game. That holds true 75% of the time, but we usually have a number of months where we just got to try to reswizzle it and see what we can do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean that—that's a, just a downside. The other—the other piece of it is that you can feel with a large, well, not large, so throw the large piece out. But just a dedicated group that's been together a long time. If you don't try to freshen up the play, different game systems, or allow different people to come in and try, you can get that I'm stuck in a rut perspective, which I think is what you were talking about. You know.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't. Uh... All
1: I do is play D&D in Forgotten Realms, for fuck's sake. I'd like to do something else, please.
0: Well, and you can get into predictable situations where the GM always runs the same. Like, I love my buddy Dustin. I've known him since I was 13 or something like that. So it's been quite a while. And the way he DMs, I just, I know, I know how he DMs. I know what he's going to put in front of us. And uh, sometimes it's fun and sometimes it's just old routine. So sometimes, you know, and if I have that as a campaign forever... You know, I'm like, dude, this is, it gets tiresome. I don't know. I like, I like having different players. And, uh, a lot of the players it's, you know, it's funny. I bet you if I put down, um, all the players that I've gamed with since I got back into it in 2004 and how many weren't gaming before I talked to them is, is probably 50% of the people may, that's probably too high. At least twenty five percent of them had probably not gamed for years, and so, so they're I,
1: old gamers that haven't done it in a long time yep. and are looking for the chance to get back into the hobby. Steve's
0: a perfect example. He gamed back in high school. Now Steve's a little younger than we are, Brett, but it's been a long time. You know, I think he played maybe second edition, maybe uh, it could have been third, and hadn't played for a long time. And then all of a sudden, I just you know, and I I've worked I worked with that guy for a year and a half. And yeah. he would kind of feed me ideas about my game, but he never was interested in, in getting into one. And then all of a sudden now he's buying rule books, you know, and he tries running a game himself. And with his kind of some of his buddies and friends and associates that he knows. Now I think he's come to me and like, hey, got any room in your game? And I think the reason he wants to join ours is because we're probably a little bit more consistent than what he was encountering in his own group.
1: I tell you, it's the consistency piece. We've talked about this on a couple of different episodes. Periodic. I'm, a, I'm
0: a kind of irked at my own consistency in our own group, my, <clears> my my group. And I take responsibility for that. It's nobody else's.
1: Well, I mean, this we were supposed to play this last Friday, but you were gone like a huge chunk of the week. You come home from that, you know, business trip, whatever. And it happens. Life, life occurs. Yeah. But what's happening, though, that I see, which is the upside to that is that you've got a format where we all said, okay, I get it, Sean can't make it, when can everybody else get back in? Right. It wasn't nobody bailed and said, well, the game is over. Everybody wants to take it to the end. That's how I'm feeling. Yeah. And so even with with my group, which again, 20 plus years, but when I'm with him and I played a game a while back and Lenny could not, I think Lenny made the kickoff to the game and that was it. His schedule went to shit. Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so he's not booted out of the group. He just told me, he's like, look, I can't. I'm sorry. My schedule is fucked. Not happening. Okay, fine. Um, This is the next one. I'm planning to start this, and this is what I'm thinking. Lenny came right out and said, look, dude, if you're going to start over summer, summer's hell for me. I got a lot of Cub Scout stuff, a lot of stuff with the kids. I got a couple. He's he's in India right now uh, for work. So depending what's cooking and what he sees going forward, he's like, I'm going to have to bow out this storyline. Catch me on the next one. Or if I think I can make it. Slot me in with a one shot n p c or something I'll be happy to go
0: now do you do you ever get to the point where you boot somebody like now I yes. know now chris yeah, I chris um, chris and uh, the Phil man over at misdirected mark did social contracts on a on a rig pers- on a recently recently passed episode yes it is you know so when do you when so do you boot' them? like hey like hey or and and is it understood up front or it's kind of like one of those where it's like hey they made, so Jeff, Jeff, my buddy Jeff and his wife, I didn't really boot them. They just didn't show up, or they didn't RSVP, and then then I booted him out of the community. But he hasn't even texted me or called me and Game, said, "Hey, what's Game the deal?" are a
1: weird crew, man.
0: Yeah, right? I mean, if are, this yeah. were
1: if if this was a sporting team, right? If we were playing football, soccer, lacrosse, golf, I mean yeah. <laughs> anything, we'd be like, "What the fuck is Sean, yeah. dude?" You know, yeah, we're supposed to, to be in this yeah. golf tournament. You you screwed up our foursome. Or it's the band,
0: um, man. It's the band, yeah. right? Hey, man, It'll, rehearsal, dude. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, but
1: gamers are like, look, you know, um, I'm just not gonna tell him we're gaming, and we'll see if he oh, asks yeah, yeah, yeah. if we're gonna if we're gaming the anymore. The
0: non-confrontational and, yeah, kind of. thing. We things. totally do the passive aggressive. Passive aggressive. Yeah.
1: It, it, Dishing them, but
0: and we're, gonna, so, we're gonna stop and then we'll start up like. Yeah, yeah, we'll just
1: start. Okay, everybody, everyone, yeah. tell so and so we stopped, and then we'll just meet in like three weeks. But nobody tell him, yeah. and then he'll go away.
0: Yeah, we're grown. We're grown folks, right? Adults. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're totally, g-
1: we're totally forty year old men stuck and women in right thirteen now, year old like mode. This. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, have I booted people? Yes, I have. Why? Um, for not
0: showing up consistently.
1: That's one reason. Lack of consistency. I said, look, you know, you're welcome to come back, but I need to know when you can when you can play regular. If not just tell me, look, this game, this story's going to last approximately X number of sessions, or I'm going to start here. Can you make it every month? Well, I don't know. Sorry, no room. Um, <clears throat> the other one I have had a couple problem players over the years, and fortunately, it's been with newer members, where when I say newer, they were only in the group for five to eight years, right? So <laughs> when, you've, when you're talking 20-plus years of, of seniority in there, somebody's been in there four years, five years, you're like, look, this shit is not working dude um no i had one guy um i had to he i was going to talk to him at the game i was out of town going to come in for the game um discuss it with him uh he he didn't show so i had to email him i i didn't have a phone number where he was because he had moved and the number i had didn't work so i'm like all right fuck i the only thing i got for this dude is email so i emailed him and said look here this is why it's not working i apologize i'm not mad but hey Go find another group. Uh, you're gone type of thing. <clears throat> a little nicer than that, but that was the gist of it. Hmm. And I have told people before, like, look, it's not – you're obviously not having fun. And this is kind of where <coughs> – god damn, my cough is killing me here. Where from – kind of what we were talking about at the beginning here is if it doesn't work in my lo- in my longstanding group, I just say, are you having fun? If you don't like what we're doing, that's okay. No one here gives a shit if you don't like how we play. You could come in and say, Wow, Brett, you invited me to play with your group and I played a couple sessions, but I don't have fun the way those guys play. I don't see what you're talking about. They're not all that, and you know, a keg of beer. I don't think they're much of anything. Okay, great. We don't give a fuck. We've been doing this for a long time. We always have fun together. We will continue to have fun together without you. Okay, that's fine, dude. You can step aside. No hard feelings. Off you go. And I've had people tell me that before. Really? They've I'm been just, I'm just not. <laughs> I had one guy say, I just. I don't. I can't foresee all of your plot moves. I was told one time, and I said, "Good." Um. Why? Why, why would you want to do that? Maybe he's calling you a shitty DM. Yeah, I think he is that was. His way of calling you <laughs> yeah, a shitty DM. I think it was his way of doing that. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> I totally I can't remember his name. This is so long ago. But I said, you know, you know, Matt for this case. I said, Matt, if you don't like it, th- that's okay. Don't don't show. Oh, I thought you'd be mad. I just wanted to change. I said, look, I'm not changing. Everyone else is having fun. I'm having fun. You don't like it. You don't have to come. I'm not mad. Go ahead. Yeah, leave. P-
0: piss off, Matt.
1: Yeah. Fuck off, you little bastard.
0: Yeah. I tell said, me I suck. I kicked him in the I knee. didn't say that. Oh, yeah. I could totally tell. That's what you were getting at. Exactly. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't mess with Brett. What are you? What are you, 6'4"? 6'3".
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Taekwondo man.
1: Yeah, uh, six three martial arts and star Trek. I own guns, kick so it down
0: if that, <laughs> if that helps. He's packing heat.
1: Anyway, um, what I'm getting at is that it—the only time I've had an issue with dealing with people is when it's one of the old guys, one of the dudes who was there at the beginning.
0: Oh, what? <laughs>
1: I've got a guy who um, recently—it just—it wasn't working. I shouldn't say recently. This is uh, about a couple years ago. He was involved in the group very heavily. If it had not been for this person, it wouldn't have It would just the game, you know, he provided a place to play. He was so integral, just helped grow the group. It was great. Super part of this. I've met some of my best friends through this person. Um, that individual just took a weird um, personal turn, and uh, they are an asshole to be around. You do not want to be around this person anymore. They're, um, they're terrible people at this point. I don't know what the hell happened. I mean, I how, how
0: long did you know him?
1: Fifteen years, twelve years. Well, oh,
0: you knew him fifteen and twelve years, and
1: <sighs> yeah, something something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, moved, came back, and went. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like somebody flipped a personality switch. And I know people change, people grow, or fail, or revert <laughs> to childhood, or whatever happens yeah. to them. It happens. Shit happens, right? You know, I I had an, I have an ex wife. We started off, all was cool. Obviously, it wasn't. After a while, That's shit true. happens.
0: That is true.
1: So. I I told – he was all about, well, you need to do this. You need to change this. I don't like the way this is going. to like, look, dude, this is how the group runs now. You've been away for a while. This is what we're doing. Well, I I really wish it was more like X, Y, and Z. It's not going to be. You're welcome not to show. I'm sorry. I don't want to lose you as a friend. I don't want to lose you as the rest of the stuff. But I'm telling you, this is how we're going to do this. It was not a fun conversation, but – Part of it, to your saying, it's been it's been part of my job as I've had to have hard conversation with people who have performance issues, and this just kind of I just turned on the job brain and went, "This is a performance issue discussion right now," and I just went up and said, "Look, it just, you're not having fun. The group does not want to do what you want them to do. I'm not going to change them. We're all having fun except for you. You know, guess where the problem lies, type of thing." So, and I haven't seen that person at our gaming table in. I don't know. 8 years now. And I she, ran into
0: he called <coughs> man.
1: I ran into him at uh, Evercon last year. Oh really? Or, I should say earlier this year. Um it was really cool. It was like, "Hey, how you doing, man? Good to see you. How's it going?" Talked a little bit. Have you ever seen 5E? We uh bantered back and forth cuz he's an OSR fanatic kind of guy. We talked 5E, how much we were both kind of thinking it was a pretty cool thing. We should we should hang out maybe do a game sometime. I said totally, man. Just get a hold of me and I'll I'll see what I can do. You know, or I'm gonna be here helping out with the convention. Stop back. And uh, he hasn't reached back out to me, and I honestly haven't reached back out to him. But it was it was a good first step from just a you know personal personal perspective. But anyway, long way round is that even with a long standing group, it doesn't get you away from having to deal with the bad gamer or the trouble or the pain that comes with whatever happens in people's lives just because you've been together for 20 plus years doesn't mean it's all you know, sunshine rainbows and unicorns. Sometimes it's annoying in those in those aspects. But the group I have, the core, there there's 11 of them and they're awesome. Like I said, the dedication, the dedication is a cool piece for a long-standing group. And I to me, I find the one thing I like about your game that's going on right now as I feel that same dedication component, because one, I know Kevin and Austin. I know if they sign up for a thing, they're in. They're not gonna they're not gonna waver from it. They're dedicated gamers, they're in to do this. So I, I hesitate to join or start smaller gaming groups if I don't know that there's going to be the dedication. Either on my side, can I actually make it all the time? That was my hesitancy initially to play in your game, as I had to make sure I cleared everything with Susan my wife and make sure that it it, it fell on a time period that I could make it because I don't want to bail. You know, I don't want to be the non-dedicated gamer.
0: You know, and I think that's okay if I mean it shit I mean shit happens. People got to drop off. It happens. And frankly, it's all about chemistry. So, I told the guys when I started, I'm like, "Look, here's the deal. If you don't think this is cool and this is not the way you want to go or this isn't the game style you want to play or somebody's pissing you off, just let me know or just You know, just be honest with me, and if you want to talk to the group, great. And if not, just talk to me. I'm not a big deal. I don't hold grudges. I don't get all caught up with all the bullshit, and I'm okay with it. And if you just want to say, "Dude, I'm just I'm not feeling it," or I just want to drop off for a while, that's cool. I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with it. Some people they just don't they stop showing up. My buddy, I I know know he's got shit going on, and I know him. I could show up to his doorstep tomorrow, and it wouldn't be a big deal. And I could give him crap till the end of the. To the end of time, about how he just kind of fades out and doesn't. He, I mean, he could have told me, like, dude, I got crap going on. I'm not going to be able to make the games. And I would have been totally fine with that. But some people, they're not, they're kind of wacky. They're weird. Like, I don't know if he's going to freak out or. I mean, it's not a freaking big deal, man. It's gaming. People got other shit. There's tons of other gamers out there. Tons of other gamers that I know that are just good people. Like, I could game with some people from Google Plus that I don't even know. I've never met face to face, but I know that they're just going to be, they're going to be fine. They'll join. And, you know, I, I would set the same precedence.
1: I tell you, if you open your doors and I had not played online before until your game, and now having played it in roll (coughs) 20, I ran a Google hangout a couple of times for Kevin and Austin when they were remote, but that's part of my group. So there's really no big stretch there, just a different picture versus strangers. I didn't know. Um, but I really think seeing what I see in Google Plus when people are using Hangouts or Roll Twenty or these other online gaming tools, people are like, hey, I'm gonna run a game on Friday from five to ten. You're gonna play Savage Worlds Rippers. Is anybody in? And shit fills up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's like impromptu con gaming. It's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. It really is. And I think <laughs> there's enough opportunity out there. There's a couple folks that we have met just through doing this podcast that I think are some solid gamers. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at everybody who comments on our stuff on a regular basis. These are these are men and women. I'd be like, I'd, I'd be more than happy to
0: play with you, you know, at any time. That's a very interesting point, Brad. I think that a lot of the folks that listen to our show, I would have no issue gaming with tomorrow and they would just fit right in. And, you know, frankly, if you came across where it's like they're maybe too gonzo or maybe they're they're too elitist, I don't think that's who we attract. Like if they listen to us and they listen to us and there's some people that are like, those guys are totally full of shit. They're going to stop listening to us.
1: But the folks,
0: right?
1: Huh? I know people I work with stop listening to me when they think I'm full of shit. Right. Pretty sure the rest of the world does too. Right.
0: But I'm saying is like some of the folks that listen to us, listen to us because they're kind of like, yeah, these are guys that I know that I, I associate myself with on my own gaming group. So, If they can do that with their own people, their own friends, and their own gaming associates, then I think they would fit into any game that you and I would run or play in
1: I agree with you you know? the other piece the other piece that that strikes a chord with me is that you and I've talked about the and perhaps this is a topic for another day but the the alpha gamer perspective right <clears throat> when you get an alpha gamer is usually described as that man or woman. Boy or girl who's really into the hobby. They're the one that knows what's going on, different components. Hey, have you heard X happen? Did you hear that happen? I'm on this board. I'm on that board. I know what this means. Hey, did you hear that, you know, so and so got in a mud wrestling competition with this other guy at a convention? It was just crazy insanity. And there's shit that, you know, back in the day, these would be the guys that had, you know, five different published zines and stuff that they would, you know, get. Paperclip together, whatever it is, you know, I mean, you're alpha gamers. And I think that the people that really make a good longstanding group are alpha gamers. And those are the folks that are into the hobby. And I think it's the dedication piece of it. And it comes out. um, Those who are really dedicated to the group tend to be alpha gamer types. They're into gaming in general. They'll play board games, card games, uh, RPGs, whatever. But they're really into it. They understand the hobby. They pay attention to what's going on. Even if they want to say, ah, I don't care what's going on now. I'm an old grognard. I don't like, care about the old school shit. I never want to talk about anything else. They're still interested. They want to know what's happening. They want to be plugged in. The people that go to conventions on a regular basis, want to meet and greet. Those are the people that really, if you can get those folks in your group and you gel with them, you're going to make yourself a good, long-standing gaming group. Those are the folks you need if you want to do it.
0: And there with that, we will leave that topic and uh, move into the die roll. So die roll is two to four miscellaneous points of gaming and geekery we want to share with you and bring to your attention. Brett, would you like to start us off?
1: Yes, I've got five of them. I broke the mold. I went to five. He's out of control. I'm totally out of control today. This is what happens when you're tired. Um, I like your
0: number five note.
1: (coughs) Do you? Yeah, it's quite, quite nice. That's a brief bit. So part-time Gods of Fate Kickstarter. If you listen to us, obviously we have pimped the boys over at Misdirected Mark. And those boys, Chris and Phil, they're big on encoded designs. That's their little design world. They do good work. Phil is, um, you know, both Phil and Chris. That's the rumor. That's the rumor? That's the rumor. (laughs) (laughs) That's the rumor. I don't know. (laughs) Well, see for yourself. Anyway, they've got their Kickstarter going strong um, for... Uh, Part-time gods uh, powered by fate. So go out there. I've got the link in the show notes to the Kickstarter. The Kickstarter is kicked. They did a really cool thing, and they went and they figured out, like, look, this is what we need to do. It's being run by uh, Eloy LaSanta. Dude knows how to run stuff. He's run 12 different Kickstarters. They were looking for $2,000. They've got 127 backers, and as of today, uh, June 7th, they are almost at $4,000. Almost twice. So congratulations, that's good stuff. But the other thing that's really yeah. cool about it is they're not going crazy. You read their Kickstarter; it doesn't look like they're going off the fucking deep end, promising shit that you're like, really? Could they ever deliver that? Everything that's listed out there, I will guarantee you that they're gonna they're gonna pull it out. Whoa! They're gonna do it. There's no way they're not going to. They know their shit. They know what they're doing. They've got this locked. If you want to get in on this, I'm gonna get in on it. Get in on it. You're going to get your stuff.
0: Um, and, they, and they actually talk about the game on, I don't know, episode 157-ish, 158 or whatever of Misdirected Mark, if you want to know more about what, what is Part-Time Gods of Fate.
1: Yes, absolutely. The uh, number two I have is for anyone who is uh, speaking of the Alpha Gamer perspective, um, Chaosium has Greg Stafford and Sandy Peterson are now back in charge. Oh, that is, that's awesome. I think somebody said online. I can't remember who it was. Might have been Theron. Uh, Theron Brettz may have said, "We're going to party like it's 1982."
0: <laughs> because, well, I think I don't. I don't know the history, but I think Greg was. He was the founding that, person of Chaosium. Yes, but I don't know when it, he left.
1: I don't recall either. That's one of those things that oh, I know it happened, and Sandy Peterson. If it wouldn't have been for Sandy, I wouldn't have Call of Cthulhu. And, I mean, this is – it's cool. It's it's kind of neat. I'm inter- interested to see what they do with it.
0: Yeah, there's so. an article about, like, did the Kickstarters, whatever, Murder on the Orient Express or whatever it's called, and then another one – on the- s- Yeah, m- that's what it was. Sway them back somehow or whatever. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So number three, for those of you who are Daredevil fans, uh, Daredevil being the – not only the comic book but also the – um, show on Netflix, and I'm going to shame myself openly here. I have not gotten to see it yet. I finally got a chance to get through um, a different show. I finally got through True Detective, and uh, so I'm going to dive into Bullseye. But anyway, regardless, Jason Statham, there's a rumor that he's going to be Bullseye in Season 2 of Daredevil, which could be pretty fucking cool because I like Jason Statham. So we'll see if that tr- if that comes to be. Number four GaryCon 8 is announced at a new location. They're retracing the path of GaryCon. I'm going to do a little quote here by holding our celebration at the Grand Geneva Resort, March 3rd through the 6th of 2016. So it's the first part of March, March 3, 4, 5, and 6. So Phil and Chris, hopefully we'll see you guys there when Sean and I show up. If you don't already know, the Grand Geneva, formerly known as the Playboy Club, but another good reason to go, it was the site of the original Gen Con 10.
0: Yeah, and let's not bullshit anybody. They ran out of room at the last place. Well, they totally the last place And they needed, this is one of the, I think, the second largest venue in Lake Geneva. So, yeah. if they were
1: going to... If they want to keep it in Geneva, they had to go. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, yeah and they moved it up. So, you, typically, it's the middle of March, and now they're moving it to the beginning. Probably because they moved it to a different venue, I'm guessing.
1: Most likely. So, yeah. hoping that'll... Uh, That'll be cool. I
0: haven't I, res- they- I haven't reserved my room, but I'm hoping that I'll just be able to go on there right now and just reserve a room. <laughs> we'll freaking see. Funny. Yeah, I know, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my late entry here is my number five, breaking the mold. Tell, um, tell going- them
0: exactly what it says on the document.
1: It says, it says "Art from Lenny." <laughs> so here's the deal. I ran. Uh, I've talked about this before. My fantasy role is called Avalon, that I've named a number of years ago. It's just incredible. It's to me, it's really fun. The group loves it. We had this great time. Lenny's character, his name was Newt, and uh, K N U T E. He was a Gryphon. One of the city guards. Beta's guy's name was Beecher. He was a uh, <clears throat> he's a torturer originally. Worked for the city. So through by hook and by crook and various different methods through the story and so forth, Beecher and Newt paired up. They became best friends. They traveled through the city. They left the city. Went on this huge voyage. It was this insane adventuring. I set up <clears throat> different side stories for those guys, I had the other players playing NPCs. It was a fucking blast. <clears throat> the last time I ran a game for those guys, Beecher died. He got shot. In the Avalon setting, you've got flintlocks um, and rifling and so on, and an assassin took him out. And so Lenny decided that uh, for my birthday, which is back in April, he found an artist, commissioned a piece of the death of Beecher. So as was Newt. Holding Beecher, Newt's flaming short sword stuck in the dirt, and in the distance you've got the sniper running up the hill. That's fucking awesome. I'm gonna grab a copy of it and put it in our in our community page. I just I've Where's never picture. Had, Where's the pic? It's gonna go up in the community page. I'm gonna put it up there. But it's I was it's awesome. Granted, again you've got to you had to. It's kind of that gamer war story. You had to be there. But that may be one of the coolest fucking things any gamer has ever done from one of the games I've uh, helped, helped uh, help create with those guys. So that, was, that was pretty fucking cool. That's all I have. Sean, you're up, man.
0: Tron 3 shit canned. We <laughs> talked about it in a die <laughs> roll previously. It's, uh, <laughs> we don't it's, need any of that. Apparently it's done. <laughs> Son of a bitches. <clears throat> big Trouble in Little China too, making it happen. Are you right. a Big Trouble in Little China guy?
1: Big Trouble in Little China is a perfect movie, and there's no need ever, 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 to remake that movie. Ah, well. Dwayne The Rock Johnson can fuck off and go do something
0: else. Hey, that's harsh, man.
1: I don't care. Stay off my movie, bitch.
0: Wow. To say. Brett's tired, and when he gets tired, he gets freaking angry.
1: I'm a little cranky about that.
0: Number three, 2015 Origins Award winners. I posted it on Google+. Check it out. Some decent uh, award winners. And what I loved most was I can't find the frickin' winners on, of course- The Origins website. The Origins <laughs> website. Jesus H. Christ. If you're going to frickin' do the awards, put <laughs> it on your frickin' website after they're announced. God damn.
1: I think yeah, they sent yep. out a
0: press release, and I saw it literally on- Oh, shoot, somebody online posted them on, like, Facebook, and they're like, hey, I think it might have been Jolly Blackburn, actually. And then I went, and I'm like, it didn't, like, he linked it to somewhere, but there's no listing. It's like the most asinine thing. God damn it. number, Number four, I'm about to get my blood boiling. Number four, 2015 Origins Vanguard Award winners. So the Vanguard Award winners is different than the Origins award winners. The Vanguards are representing the cutting edge of new design in the gaming industry and it recognizes Marvel Dice Masters and Pathfinder Adventure Card Game. And I found that on ICV2 because I don't think that's on Origins' website either. Of course not. Hey Origins call me. I'll be your webmaster. God damn.
1: not that fucking hard people.
0: 929 Big Dice Origins Gamma. Who's ever in charge over there? Get me Sorry, goddamn, fired up, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ah, uh, hey, but did this we got we got through it. We we got through it together, Brett.
1: Again, it's part of that long-standing teamwork. Now you can go
0: now you can go freaking pass out from your tiredness. <laughs> well, I
1: get for ride right three hours of motorcycle in the rain this morning. Kicks right. my ass.
0: So if you uh, have any comments about this episode, you can go ahead and go to Google Plus or to GamingNBS forward slash 039. Leave a comment in the show notes. We appreciate you listening. I am one of your hosts, Sean.
1: And I'm Brett. Good night, good game and all.